When we're talking about living a truly free and independent life, we mean it. And that's exactly what Gary Collins, who is the creator of The Simple Life, set out to accomplish. And now you have a chance to learn all the secrets that Gary has developed over decades of trying it out himself, building these amazing courses, as you can go to thesimplelifenow.com and access three amazing courses, one being the Off the Grid Master Course, two being the how to finance your off-grid home course and three how to find your dream off-grid property course and get an awesome 10% off at checkout by using code TBNS10 that's right you too can learn how to live a truly free and independent lifestyle by living off-grid and all these amazing courses are delivered to you by yes one Gary Collins from the simplelifenow.com use code TBNS10 at checkout for 10% off your order and start living your free life today we can become great at doing the the things that we do well, the things that are, we focus on. Like I'm, I think our audience is great at selling liberty. I think we have yeah. been amazing at doing that. Welcome to the Brian Nichols Show, your source for common sense politics on the We Are Libertarians Network. As a sales and marketing executive in the greater telecommunications cybersecurity industry, Brian works with C-level executives to help them future-proof their company's infrastructure for an uncertain future. And in each episode, Brian takes that experience and applies it to the liberty movement. You start to ask questions that pique his interest and get him to feel like, okay, this guy's actually got something that maybe can help me out. And then in your asking of questions and trying to uncover the real problems, build that natural trust. I know I went in the monologue there, man. <laughs> Instead of focusing on simply winning arguments or being right, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and their application in the world of politics, showing you how to ask better questions, tell better stories, and ultimately change people's minds. And now, your host, Brian Nichols. Well, happy Friday there, folks, and may the force be with you. That's right. You already know what to expect here on today's episode. Of course, I am your humble host, Brian Nichols, and today we are having good friend and Star Wars fanatic Stephen Kent returning to the program, yes, to discuss all things Star Wars, but through a unique lens as Stephen is also uh, also the brand new author, there we go, of an awesome new book, How the Force Can Fix the World, coming out October 26th. 2021. I am so excited. I already have my uh, copy pre-ordered. And today we are doing a sneak peek into one of the chapters talking about fear. If you are a longtime Star Wars fan, you know that fear is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. Well, today Stephen joins the program as we outline fear and how it's important to make sure you subdue your own fear before it subdues you. So with that being said, a great conversation to be had on today's Star Wars theme of The Brian Nichols Show. So with that being said, on to the show, Stephen Kent here on The Brian Nichols Show. Nice to be back, Brian. Thanks for having me. Stephen, may the force be with you. Welcome back to the program, my friend. I am so excited to have you back on because we obviously uh, discussed all things Star Wars last time and continuing with that theme. Yes, we're going to talk about other things besides Star Wars, but elephant in the room you have a new book coming out i'm so excited for this brand new book it's how the force can help fix the world i've already got my pre-order in i think this is a great opportunity to reach some new people but hold on brian pause let's talk to steven for the new folks here at the audience because we've been growing here leaps and bounds at the program so we have a brand new group of people here at the audience let's reintroduce some of the old members of the audience but introduce you steven to those new members, who are you and uh, what is your role in bridging the force 
with this greater liberty world we find ourselves in? <laughs> well, I am the chosen one. Obviously. You are. Um, no, so I uh, I host the Beltway Banthas podcast. It's been running since 2015. It is a po- uh, podcast about the politics of Star Wars and also a podcast about how the virtues of Star Wars, if applied to our own world, would make our politics a little bit more sane, a little less crazy. Uh, and I ended up translating those ideas into a book, which is coming out, like you mentioned, uh, from Center Street. It's a Hachette imprint here in October. It is called How the Force Can Fix the World, Lessons on Life, Liberty, and Happiness from a Galaxy Far, Far Away. Uh, and it is seven chapters dedicated to the core foundational principles of Star Wars that are apolitical, but if we actually lived those virtues in our politics would make us uh, better people, better champions of liberty um, and make our lives a little bit more calm and cool. Well, and that's maybe one of the things people are looking for right now. I'm a sales guy and I try to figure out what's kind of the, uh, the demand in the marketplace right now across the board. I'm seeing some people saying, I kind of want things to just kind of go into this world where I can do my own thing. You can do your own thing, live and let live, almost a yin and yang. Some may even say a Jedi and Sith kind of relationship. I may may dig into that a little bit, the dark side, the light side. But yeah. hey, Stephen, you're you're reaching people. And this is one thing I we were teasing beforehand when we were talking. I'm excited to see a book that's going to reach a whole different demographic of folks who they might be interested in the ideas of liberty, but they really didn't have kind of that that entryway, you well, know, Brian, whatever exactly. it may be. Exactly. And and this is the thing is that I, I really do not believe there are not many people who wake up every day and are like, I'm a totalitarian. <laughs> I I really just want to like dominate people and route my enemies into camps. Like right. there are very few communists and fascists in my life and on my Twitter timeline. Most people are good people, but they want the world to be better. And one of the things that I have come to the realization of in doing the Beltway Banthas podcast and just like steeping in Star Wars politics for four years now is that when George Lucas wrote that scene in episode two where Anakin and Padme are out in the in the field rolling in the grass and flirting and being incredibly which is now the, uh, the famous meme by the way for for like the I normies know. <laughs> You're not going to rezone rezone districts, are you? Uh, yeah, I, are you? I that was such, that was such a good meme. Um, so, I mean, that scene where they're talking about uh, how Padme does her job in the Senate, and Anakin's like, "Well, you know, I just want a system where everybody gets together and discusses what's in the best interest of the people, and then they do it." And she's like, "Well, that's and she's what, like, that's what we do. <laughs> that's that's what we do. The problem is that people don't agree." He goes, "Well, they should be made to. Who's going to make them? You? No, not me. Just someone, someone wise. <laughs> someone wise." And George Lucas like went on to say in one of his interviews. Um, I think it was with time related to the release of those movies. And he was like, you know, if I could have my ideal political system, it would actually be a a benevolent despot. (laughs) I mean, I basically uh, describing um, Xi Jinping, uh, what what has come to be known as the as the leader of China. And like that is the idea that he favors. And I think at their core, most people also do favor strong leadership and guidance. Like, you know this better than anybody. Democracy is not natural. Democracy is sort of like against human nature, forming our, our rights around like this idea of the republic kind of undercuts human nature in a way to keep people free. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I don't know. Just the more that I watch that scene, I go, oh, Anakin isn't just George Lucas. He's actually a lot of people. He's your neighbor who likes democracy as long as it's working. But if it's not working very well, I would be in favor of someone strong and wise coming through and just doing the right thing. Yeah. Well, and he says, you know, the famous line, well, if it works. And then that leads into the infamous meme now that we are just teasing there beforehand. So let's now segue to the force right the force being that that thing that magical entity out there that can in fact help solve some of the problems we're seeing here in 2021 steve and i look across the board i would say the number one thing peaking uh the the you know the the levels of folks right now is this this heightened fear you look across the board we have coronavirus right people are afraid of their neighbors they are afraid to go to the supermarket they're afraid if you don't have a mask they have to know if you're vaccinated so people are terrified and that fear has been amplified to an all-time high and we see in it's actually one of the great chapters you let me go ahead and, and give a sneak peek here for the uh, the book talking about fear and one of the most famous lines in star wars is uttered by one master yoda fear leads to anger anger leads to hate hate leads to suffering and right now a lot of americans are afraid so let's start there steven besides covid19 and the other fear that's out there where can we start to maybe find and let's look at, look to the force where can we find a means to actually help pull people back so they aren't as afraid as they have been. Well, I mean, this is this is the age old question. And it's one thing that I, I don't know if like the we, the collective, like if it's something that we are capable of doing as a people. Um, fear is the thing that has allowed humankind to evolve uh, past our animal brethren and be like a civilized uh, society. Like this is the kind of thing that has kept us alive. Fear of being eaten in the night by predators. That's why we put up walls. We put locks on our doors to keep ourselves safe. Like there are just all these things that we do because we we call it like you know being careful or we call it just being cautious but we're actually like we are afraid and this is what makes humanity work it's what keeps us going but that being said fear is is corrosive there are so many areas in life where not only is it being viewed and talked about as a thing that you know helps us protect our own best interests but as a virtue in and of itself to wake up every day and be afraid of your own shadow is being applauded as a kind of strength because you're able to speak some sort of truth, right? Like you see this with like the left in particular and like screaming about like, there's like Nazis on every single corner. Like as long as you can like wake up and scream like white supremacy will absorb us all. Like I used to make fun. <laughs> I used to make fun of my brother because he was uh, really into the punk rock scene when we were in high school. And so he was, uh, he was naturally like getting into anarcho punk and he was just like really into, like stopping fascists and this was like in the early 2000s and i just made fun of him relentlessly and i would always sing this thing just to make him mad i'd go nazis under my bed nazis in my closet nazis they're everywhere nazis <laughs> and i mean the the point of that whole thing was like these people like once they've locked in on their enemy the thing that they are afraid of the thing that they want to stop they just see it everywhere yeah 
Um, so the, the chapter is having fun with the idea of like the things that we're afraid of, why fear is the thing that keeps us alive, uh, but why we have to do everything we can every single day as individuals to subdue it before it subdues us. Um, and I, I would argue that the way that our society is structured, the size of the, the government and the bureaucratic state, uh, fear is already just just its tentacles are just permeating all parts of our life. We're so far beyond fear in that cycle of fear, anger, hatred, suffering. Um, but there are ways that we can stop it and roll it back as individuals. Can I ask you a devil's advocate question? Because sure. let's look at the Jedi. They live by this fear leads to anger, anger, hate, hate, suffering mentality. Didn't work out so well for them, though. At the end of the day, we had this weird thing called uh, Order 66. And for those of you playing on with the home game, uh, wiped out pretty much, what, 99.9% of all Jedi with one swift stroke by Emperor Palpatine. So is it is it maybe fair to say that to have a little bit of fear and maybe we can apply this into maybe more being cautious? Is that something that the Jedi should have actually been doing instead of just ignoring and pushing their fear away well what they were afraid of is not having control uh the entire involvement of the jedi in the clone wars is an example of why of how they wanted to have a say in galactic affairs there was no rational reason for the jedi to be involved in a giant military conflict and civil war except to say that they thought that the republic was the best way for the galaxy to be ordered for x reason and I think that that reason is that as long as the Jedi are involved in the halls of power, the seat of government, their ultimate enemies, the Sith, this other uh, other, you know, dark side cult are not able to ever rise and flourish and gain power. You know, so they thought um, the whole thing about fear in Star Wars is about control. It is about having control not only over your destiny, but things around you. You know, every day when we wake up, um, we go about our lives knowing that like we could be hit by a bus at any time. So we try to do things to mitigate those risks. Um, those are our good things to do. But like the Jedi, I actually don't think that it's necessarily an example of like, well, they should have been more fearful. I think they actually needed to let go. What Yoda said to Anakin, let go of everything you fear to lose. Well, what if he turned that around on Yoda and said, all right, what about your political connections? <laughs> Ooh, burn, Yoda. You know, Stop. what about what about your political connections? What about your ability to determine what goes on between trade routes between different planets? These are things that you are not letting go uh, for some reason. And you're telling me just to worry about relationships. Um, so and he's got baby Grogu. Come on, Yoda. It's it's, it's absurd. No, I mean, like it's hypocrisy runs rampant in the Jedi Order, and that's why they are no longer with us by episode four. Um, so the, the fear chapter, I, I think, is one of those really, really tough calls because it's really hard to tell people, like, don't be afraid. And um, that's just what we do. I, I tried to focus in on a couple of different examples, though, like outside of COVID, because mostly because my editor, they were like, I think when the pandemic's over, I think people are going to be really tired of hearing about masks and, and coronavirus. Why don't you try to pick something else to like talk to people about? Mm -hmm. I actually thought about my most libertarian experience, which was going to Porkfest in New Hampshire. And uh, when I learned about free range parenting, you know, just the very, very uh, not threatening idea that 
you should let your kids go outside and play without adult supervision and it shouldn't be criminal for you to let them out of your sight right um and so i actually ended up making a lot of this chapter around free-range parenting as the idea uh you remember when that maryland couple uh almost had their kids taken away from them for their kids ages eight and 10 walking to the park unsupervised oh, the state yeah. of Maryland tried to take their kids away. And now we have like an actual like free range parenting law in Maryland to protect people. Crazy. Absolutely. People, react, crazy. Huh? people Well, and, and this is completely off topic by the way, but like I was in, where was I Marshall's somewhere I was re- returning some stuff and just walked into a randomly organic conversation of just pissed off people. And we're starting to see, I guess, maybe some of this fear turning into anger, which is ooh, like if, if we are kind of going on this, this progression. So I think right now the conversation that we are having, it's, it's super important to make sure that we are addressing the elephant in the room, that we need to kind of look at this fear and try to rein it back some. But to well, the that's point, the thing you said. Yeah. You said name the elephant in the room. And that is the piece of advice that I I, rain, I, I, I zo- hone, that's the word, hone <laughs> in on uh, for this chapter on like how to actually subdue fear before it subdues you. There's a really great lesson in Star Wars Rebels, one of the animated series, uh, in which one young Jedi by the name of Ezra Bridger is, is having like a, a temper tantrum with his master, Kanan Jarrus. And he's freaking out about something and Kanan just shouts at him. He's like, what are you really afraid of? What is this thing that you are really upset up? You're, you're angry, but you're, you're not telling me why. He's like, name it, name it, name it. And then Ezra, you know, actually like, you know, lets it go. Like, what is the thing he's really afraid of? And he's like, I'm afraid of being alone, okay? I don't want to be alone again. I, I, my parents left me. My friends left me. I'm afraid you're going to leave me too. And this lined up perfectly with one thing that I had read from this self-help guru that I had read a couple of years ago, which was that when you are feeling anxiety, you need to sit down quietly, sit with your fear, and you need to name it. You need to assign it a name. You need to say aloud what the thing is that you're afraid of, and you need to say it over and over again, and you need to let yourself be okay with the thing that is causing you anxiety. Only then, after you have named it, can you even work on trying to let go. Um, So what I end up going in this book is just like the lesson from Star Wars, the very, very small thing that you can do is just try to be clear about the thing that is actually causing you anxiety and stress. Name it, sit with it, and learn to be okay with it. Um, The Jedi just failed. They, They failed at helping someone like Anakin understand and grapple with emotion they went with the suppress emotion route rather than understanding emotions um and that's just detrimental it was a dead end from the start we're all buyers and sellers okay and one of the things we focus here on the show is how to apply the the the, really the art of being a true sales uh, like a solutions-based consultant almost and in just the example you you gave you were really in this case, being a buyer and you're in this case, having to buy the reality of what it is that's causing you pain. Now, as a salesperson, part of my job is to help identify what is the thing causing you pain to isolate that thing. And let's Mm -hmm. focus on how we can solve that problem. And you're almost, you're, you're kind of painting the picture from the buyer's perspective of now opening up and letting the trusted advisor, letting that consultant or whatever it may be, whether it's trying to to work with you know somebody 
from a mental health perspective, somebody you can you can talk to, but to be able to actually go through and unwind those problems. And in this case, to unwind the fear. So it's interesting how we kind of hear this. It's almost like a rhyme almost of the experience of a buyer. And in this case, somebody trying to deal with fear. So it is exciting to know that we do have tools in place and, and we see that it actually works, right? When we go through the sales cycle, why do people keep on buying? Because their problems are being solved. Now, is that across the board 100% true? No, you're going to have your snake oil salesman and used car salesman, but that's we need, not the We need more Don Drapers in our life who can really tell us about like what nostalgia means and what's that <laughs> thing that's causing you pain, the ache inside your heart. No, I, I think that's a great analogy. It's Well, and let's maybe turn the conversation this way because we need more people being able to articulate these, these really sometimes hard to understand ideas. You're not only doing it through the realm of Star Wars and talking about how the force can help fix the world, but also you are now hosting a brand new television show over on Al Jazeera of all places. <laughs> what is this, Steven? It's called Rightly. Now, I, I'm so excited. I, I have been watching now. How many months is it? Four months you've been doing the program? Ballpark? Yeah, yeah, just about wow. four months. Mm -hmm. That's incredible. And, and every single episode has been phenomenal. So let's start Thank off. You. What is Rightly? And how did you find yourself now? working for Al Jazeera. Well, uh, they found me. So <laughs> it's one of those, yeah, long story short, I mean, Al Jazeera is working on trying to control um, a little bit of their brand, which I, I think has, has suffered in the past couple of years because of really far left programming that has come out of Al Jazeera. Um, they have an international reputation for doing news and reporting and investigative stuff. Um, and a lot of their very highly politicized far left content uh, has made it really hard for them to actually be taken seriously by the people who they want to be taken seriously by. Um, and part of that goal and, and part of that effort for them is creating new programming that actually shows that they have some balance, that they are actually paying attention uh, to the different and, and clashing politics in different markets. So for America, actually doing a show uh, that is grappling with conservative and libertarian ideas, um, they came to me to try to find talent and I ended up being the talent. There you um, go. Yeah. As a result of being at Young Voices, I'm surrounded by a ton of like really, really talented people over there. Uh, it's a great, great place to be. Um, so that's kind of how it came about. And so the network that they have launched is called Rightly. Uh, it's a YouTube series of shows, uh, videos, and also podcasts. And my show, which is currently just like the pilot show for the network, is called Right Now with Stephen Kent. And it's an interview show where every week I am just sitting down with somebody from conservative or libertarian politics and trying to understand what has changed since 2016 in, in the fusionist tradition? You know, the, the very tepid alliance between conservatives and libertarians on politics, uh, which is crumbling right beneath our feet uh, uh, very plainly in, in broad daylight. Uh, <laughs> and then what is going to come next? So I'm talking to people from the populist right, the Trumpist right, from the common good conservative camp. I'm talking to libertarians, free marketeers, um, and, and diehard, you know, capital L libertarians as well to get a sense of like, what is the future of this thing that we call our movement? Now, some of your audience who are very purist libertarians would would say like, we are not in the same movement with some of the people you've just mentioned. But I, I just kind of like speaking in the very broad sense the movement, at least in D.C., has always been like a combination of the two things. Uh, and boy, howdy, has it broken down. 
Um, so that's that's what we're doing on the show. Um, I'm switching a little bit back and forth every week between talking to conservatives and more free market li- uh, libertarians, but um, having a blast doing it. I've met a lot of interesting people. Well, and it's exciting to know that there is now an acknowledgement that there's a bunch of people out there who they want to hear this side discussed in a more open and honest fashion. I think, and actually this is one thing I, I'm maybe a little white pilled on when you go forward, looking for some positives is I have heard some, some folks, and I'm going to say more towards your either apathetic, normal person who isn't really involved in politics or Maybe you're more moderate leaning lefty who is there. They're, they've been involved in politics, but it's always been, oh, yeah, I'm a Democrat. Why? Because I'm a Democrat. But maybe mm-hmm. they, they are starting to see some things and they're asking questions. I'm starting to hear more and more so that they're entering into a dialogue looking to better understand what it is we actually believe because they looked at the corporate media and the personification, the characterization. And at the end of the day, really the characterization that they've made uh, and the, the caricatures of all us. And yeah. they say, when I go and talk to Steven in, in real life, or I'm talking to Brian in the workplace, he's not the person that CNN or MSNBC says he is. And, yeah, and I know Jazeera, that. Or Al Jazeera. And, and that's, like, that's part of what this is all about. I mean, I don't care if like, I'm the token for like Al Jazeera to like have a conservative libertarian show. They don't have any others. And their staff thinks that anybody who believes that capitalism might actually lift people up out of poverty and make the world more better and more prosperous, uh, you know, that they are like some sort of like Trumpist Nazi, um, which is which is just insane. Like this is what their staff rank and file believe. They really they really went out on a limb to like challenge uh, that there is like an actual intellectual tradition to conservative and libertarian thought. Uh, and there needs to be one show, one stinking show affiliated with the brand um, that is explaining what those things are and what they aren't. Um, and so what I've kind of taken the position of doing is like introducing the players in the game. Like I, I talked to a guy last week whose politics I find repulsive, honestly, um, Sarab Sharma of this new group called the American Moment, which basically is trying to take Tucker Carlsonism um, and anti-immigration fervor and turn it into a policy agenda for young Republicans. They have this mission of not preaching that government is bad and that the bureaucracy needs to be shrunk, but that the bureaucracy needs to be pumped full of rigorously trained ideological populist conservatives. Stephen, I've had I've had that I, same exact conversation with my friends on the left. Only they're talking about putting in the right social democrats. It's the exact same playbook. Yeah, I mean, it, it absolutely is. It's I, I've come up in in the libertarian world, and you know, we just kind of talk like ad nauseum about like smothering government uh, with a pillow. And I, I think <laughs> very delicately put. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's like that's. That's going so well, obviously. And so I uh, I understand like there's this like instinct on the more populist and younger right to be like, yeah, it's just not going to happen. So we need to either get our people into those offices and into those seats or uh, you should just pack up your things and go home. Why are you being such a coward, David French? Um, like this is kind of what I think that, that that energy is coming from. So I talked to the guy, had him on the show um, and, and try and just profile him, introduce him to people uh, because the intellectual 
clashes that are happening on the right now are really interesting and they're worth hearing out uh, and letting them speak for themselves so the mainstream media is not speaking for us yeah um, and that's that's what the show is about it's a it's a straightforward interview show we have a little bit of colorful, colorful opinion from yours truly sprinkled throughout um having a great time doing it though and i think it's needed it's absolutely needed. And and Stephen, honestly, I really can't think of too many people who could fill your shoes. Actually, no, I don't think anyone could really fill your shoes because at the end of the day, you bring in a, a sense of almost just like your average guy talking about these issues in a way that you kind of just want to have the conversation with people in your circle of friends and your immediate, you know, if you go to the workplace to be able to enter into a dialogue, into a conversation with the goal not of trying to win an argument or win a debate, but rather to actually leave the conversation better understanding the person you were speaking to, not necessarily agreeing. Right? I'm a, yeah, I'm a curious, I'm a curious guy. I, I consider myself like if I'm my alignment is I'm just empath. I just like I want to ask questions. I want to try to feel what you're feeling, and then I'm gonna come down and like tell you what I actually think about this. Like Joe Rogan is a pretty good example of somebody who asks a lot of. I think really good and, and weird oddball questions of his guests. And then you don't really get a sense of till later, like what he actually thinks <laughs> about anything that he's been saying. He'll be like, yeah, tell me more about that really crazy conspiracy theory. Yeah, tell me, tell me more about that. That's, that's interesting. And then he went like two, three hours down the road and be like, yeah, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and I, I feel like I try to get to every episode and do that, ask the right questions and then tell people what I feel about it. Um, but you know, I'm not like super ideological. Like I, I have my beliefs. I consider myself a libertarian, but I say about my own beliefs, I'm a conservative by nature. I am a libertarian by choice. <laughs> I, I am a reactionary conservative. When I wake up in the morning, I see the news and I see change and I see weird things happening in culture. And I'm like, oh, someone make it stop. Someone ban these things. Uh, and then I have to like take these deep breaths. I have to like do like the Jedi, like sit down, let it go uh, and just release my desire to control everything and I choose to be a libertarian. <laughs> and my my hope in my show on Rightly and with my book, How the Force Can Fix the World, is for you to look at Star Wars and actually see the central message, the very central core message is that they want you to embrace hope. They want you to believe in free will and choice. They want you to have humility. They want you to live in empathy. They want you to believe in redemption and have balance and reject fear and the desire to be a freaking control freak. <laughs> like being a control freak, that is the path to the dark side. That is the path to putting people in gulags. That is the path to, to locking your children inside when they should be outside playing at the park. Okay. Like these are the little things that you can do. Um, so this is what the book is about. It's not, political on the face i'm not telling you to like go sign up for the libertarian party um, <laughs> but i happen to believe that if you take star wars at point value face value for what it says you're going to go in that direction you know you i, I have a feeling Stephen. we put you joe rogan into some of these uh seats and actually i'd say a lot of podcasters put you guys into some sales seats you guys would do phenomenal. You want to know why? Because rule number one of four easy steps you can implement now to help sell liberty to friends and family was ask better questions. The better you get at asking questions, the more you get to learn, the more you can better paint the picture, the more you can actually determine, is this person's concerns real concerns? Or are they objections? Are they just tossing things out there? 
Let's get to if they're actually trying to solve problems or are they just trying to be the kings and queens of being right. But with that being said, unfortunately, we are hard pressed here on time, Stephen. I am so excited. October 26th, 2021, How the Force Can Fix the World is available for folks to go ahead and get right delivered to them. But in the meantime, you can do what yours truly has done. Head over to Amazon.com. Get your pre-order in. I will make it very easy for you folks. What I'm going to do, I'm going to do a special link, briannicholshow.com forward slash fix force book. That will bring you right to the Amazon link. Please go ahead and support Stephen and the amazing work he has been doing, but also all the work over at Rightly and his amazing show right now with Stephen Kent. Stephen Kent, my friend, thank you for joining the program. And thank you for all you're doing here. Uh, with that being said, that's all we have for today. Uh, today's episode here on The Brian Nichols Show. Stephen Kent, thanks for joining the program. Master Nichols, thank you. Appreciate it. Before we wrap up, I want to tell you about an amazing new podcast. You longtime listeners of The Brian Nichols Show know him well, and that is one Brad Palumbo in his stellar new program, Breaking Boundaries. Join Brad as he interviews top writers, politicians, and thinkers from all across the political spectrum to give you a new perspective you won't find in the mainstream liberal media or right-wing echo chambers. From guests like Rand Paul to Glenn Greenwald, Brad is having conversations and focusing on issues that are driving America with the people who are in the driver's seats. So... Head over to your favorite podcast app, hit subscribe, strap in, and be prepared for some wild food takes like Rand Paul and his grand mayonnaise conspiracy. Again, that's Breaking Boundaries with Brad Palumbo, available in your favorite podcasting app today. Alrighty, folks, that's going to wrap up my conversation with Stephen Kent. And yes, we discussed how, in fact, the force will help fix the world. I, I don't think it's not a matter of can it fix the world, Stephen. I think it will fix the world. And uh, what a great opportunity it was to dig into that. So please, folks, if you enjoyed the episode, I'm going to ask you to do two things today. Number one, of course, share the episode and make sure you tag Stephen as well as yours truly at B Nichols Liberty, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. But number two, I'm going to ask you guys to do me a solid. Please head to the show notes, click the link, and pre-order your copy today. And don't forget, I'm going to use the special code. Uh, what, what did I say I was going to use? BrianNicholsShow.com. There we go. BrianNicholsShow.com forward slash fix force book. That will direct you right to Stephen's awesome new book. And again, I already got mine pre-ordered. I'm so excited. So October 26th, that's getting released. So strap in, folks. Uh, make sure you have gotten your pre-order because I don't want you guys to go without, right? It's, this is going to be flying off the cakes like, like uh, off the cakes? Off the shelves. There we go, like hotcakes. I uh, got to get the expressions right. So with that being said, folks, uh, thank you, of course, for joining us on today's episode. If you enjoyed the episode, I would love to hear about it. Head to briannicholshow.com forward slash reviews. Give us a quick five-star rating and review. It costs you zero dollars, only a quick 30 seconds of your time. Let us know what value did you get from today's episode of The Brian Nichols Show. Again, briannicholshow.com forward slash reviews. Also, thank you to our amazing Patreon supporting listeners here at The Brian Nichols Show. Daryl Schmitz, Laura Stanley, Michael Lemma, Mitchell Mankiewicz, Hody Johns, Craig DaCosta, and the We Are Libertarians Network. Thank you to you amazing Patreon supporters. And if you want to join that list of, yes, folks who are not just practicing what they preach, but actually putting their money where their mouths are. And in this case, it's to help us learn effectively how to sell and market these ideas of liberty to meet people where they're at and to, of course, know our audience. You can become a $5 or $10 per month Patreon subscriber. 
And of course, you get one of these awesome don't hurt people, don't take people stuff bumper sticker, but that's not all because you're going to be getting access to webinars, Q&As, awesome courses like Chris Goy's that is amazing marketing course as well as Jeremy uh, Todd developing some sales training courses. So please, if you are interested in becoming the most effective communicator and salesperson that you can be for the greater liberty world, I'm going to ask you to head to briannicholshow.com forward slash support, or you can go ahead and start off, you know, with maybe a little bit of a light reading, maybe give you a little bit of a, a sneak peek into what to expect, head to briannicholshow.com forward slash Liberty Friends ebook. You will then get entered into, not really entered into, but rather you will uh, get entered into your inbox, that is, a brand new ebook. It's free and it's called Four Easy Steps You Can Implement Now to Help Sell Liberty to Friends and Family, authored by yours truly, taking my years of experience being a sales director, managing a team, but also being uh, in sales myself, figuring out what has worked, what doesn't work. It is not just a science that is of sales, but also an art and how you can take that science and turn it into an art. That's what we're talking about. So, Head over to briannicholshow.com forward slash Liberty Friends ebook. Get your free copy of the book sent right to your inbox. And uh, with that being said, uh, final note, if uh, you guys have not had the chance yet, please head to briannicholshow.com forward slash shop. That's where you can go ahead and get your awesome Brian Nichols Show swag or Proud Libertarian swag. This is one of the oldies here. Uh, new boss, same as the old boss from Proud Libertarian. But of course... Brian Nichols Show swag. You can get your Don't Hurt People, Don't Take People Stuff t-shirt. You can get your Don't Nuke Me Bro hoodies or t-shirts. Were you labeled a Facebook extremist? Well, wear it with pride and also get your shirt personalized. BrianNicholsShow.com forward slash shop. Use code TBNS at checkout. 10% off your entire order. But that also includes everything at Proud Libertarian. So fill that card up to the max and wear Yes, your libertarian swag, a swag, swag with pride from proud libertarian. You can tell it's been a long day as it is, folks. So uh, with that being said, uh, one final note, if you are heading down to Revolution 21 in Orlando at August 5th through the 7th, part of Young Americans for Liberties, amazing conference. I would love to see you. So make sure if you're down there, you stop by the Brian Nichols Show booth on Meteor Row, grab a picture, grab some swag, and yes, of course, make sure you figure out the best way to get in touch with us because what we're going to be doing is taking all the pictures and stuff that we're taking down uh, Revolution 21, and we're going to be blasting them out uh, to all of our amazing fans throughout the uh, the weekend. So make sure you're following us on social media at B Nichols Liberty. But with that being said, coming up here on Sunday, I am joined by, yes, another candidate running for governor. This time we're heading all the way over to Arizona in Jeremy Todd's neck of the woods, Steve Remus. He is running for governor as a libertarian. 15 Republicans, five Democrats, and now a libertarian has entered the race. That's right, replacing Doug Ducey, the outgoing Republican governor. Learning top of mind issues for Arizona. A great conversation with Steve, so make sure you've hit that subscribe button so you're not missing a single episode. With that being said, it's Brian Nichols signing off here on The Brian Nichols Show for Stephen Kent. May the force be with you. Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com. Audio production for The Brian Nichols Show is brought to you by DB Podcast Audio. Learn more by emailing inquiries to william at dbpodaudio.com.